Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. I always wanted to kind of form my own consultancy, my own version of an ad agency, but an ad agency that was for Bitcoin, an ad agency that was for freedom tech. And when I say freedom tech, I'm meaning like Bitcoin-centric companies, open source companies, uh, privacy by design companies, freedom of speech companies, um, you know, so a whole bunch of Bitcoin adjacent technologies that support humanity, that, you know, encourage a better society um, and kind of are a little bit more purposeful to work on. And what's so, so cool about Bitcoin is that because we are at the very beginning stages of the innovation, I believe that there's going to be so many amazing things built on top of it, you know, combinations with things like NASTA or, you know, other kinds of, uh, you know, freedom tech projects that, you know, the possibilities are endless. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedman, and our guest today is Matt Rose, who's a marketing consultant who founded Wayfinder Branding, which is a freedom tech-first product and brand consulting service. As we get into today's conversation, you'll hear that he's been, at least to some degree, behind the brand development for a number of Bitcoin companies that you probably already know and love. We'll also be talking about some of the ways that you can market and brand your own company, even if you're not a Bitcoin company per se. Of course, before we get to today's interview, we do have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And even before that, I want to give a shout out to some of the people who have been supporting the podcast on Fountain over the last week. Thanks to those who have been streaming sats to the podcast, including user 18150224, Howard Matthews, Grossma, Monero, M.O., Dariel S.W., and Elias Keshizade. Also, thank you to those who have sent a boost to the show, including Stacy, who sent 490 sats, Hashing to Heating, who sent 98 sats, and a comment that said, thanks for all the great content. Tora Pottle sent 205 sats and talking about last week's episode with Keith Laska from Learn Bitcoin. He said, Bitcoin-centric continuing education credits for the win. I couldn't agree with you more. Getting actual credit for listening to Bitcoin content used to only be a thing of our dreams. No more with LearnBitcoin.io. 
And finally, Sats Mates sent 118 Sats and said, I know many CFPs and CFAs that could take this course by Keith. They're smart, but still don't get and understand Bitcoin. This will be a nice way to break the ice for them. And I feel the exact same way. In fact, over the last week, I've sent this to three different people. And honestly, I would encourage you to check out learnbitcoin.io for yourself. The first block or section of the course is free and it's about 25 minutes of content. You'll see that it really sets the stage for the importance of of Bitcoin. So definitely check it out for yourself, but also have it in your back pocket to send to people who may be a little skeptical, but might also appreciate a professional presentation about Bitcoin. Now, for this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, we're going to the Kentuckiana Bitcoin Club. And part of the reason I wanted to promote them this week is because two of the organizers, Scott and Tally Lindbergh, were nice enough to have me on their podcast, the Bitcoin Homeschoolers Podcast. If you're interested in hearing that discussion, that's going to be down in the show notes below. But let me tell you a little bit about their meetup. The Kentucky Derby, Louisville Slugger, Bourbon, and now a Bitcoin-only meetup. What more could you want from the home of Muhammad Ali and Jennifer Lawrence? Kentucky and a Bitcoin Club is a new Bitcoin-only meetup for those in the greater Louisville and southern Indiana area. The meetup's new, but the Bitcoiners are pure. They meet the last Sunday of each month at 3 p.m. at Fonte Coffee. The format is light and casual, and they cover material from podcasts, books, and other resources like Me Premier Bitcoin to ensure discussions provide value to no-coiners, new-coiners, and OGs alike. You can find out more on Twitter at KentuckyAnnaBTC. That link, along with their meetup page and Telegram, are down below, along with the link to the Oshi app, which you can use to find a Bitcoin meetup near you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Matt right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Josh. Yep, good to be here. Thank you for thank you for hosting. So, I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yep. Let's go. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I was uh, a little bit later than I would have liked. I guess a lot of people feel like that, but. Uh, I kind of only got into it like late 2019 and uh, around the time when I moved uh, over to Europe and I was saving up to buy like a secondhand like rust bucket canal boat uh, for Amsterdam. Um, and like eventually when I had kind of a couple of thousand euros saved up, I said to my friend, okay, I'm ready to pull the trigger and and get this boat. And he said to me, he was like, you know what, man, this is going to be a total liability. You know, like you're always going to be repairing it and it's going to just suck your money. Like, why don't you just buy Bitcoin with this money? Like you've saved up a pretty nice little chunk. Um, you know, this, this could be like a much better kind of long-term plan. So I was like, okay, yeah, maybe this is a good idea. Um, and I think that's how it started for me instead of buying the secondhand boat, which I still want. Uh, but at least I kind of was lucky enough to to grab a, a decent kind of chunk of a stack uh, back in 2019. Yeah, the boat is for a later day. There's, there's a lot of things like that. A lot of Bitcoiners have visions for the future. It doesn't always include just uh, you know more and more Bitcoin. There are other things, but it feels like spending your Bitcoin now, especially on really big things, uh, is not the right play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially if you if like 
if there's only a couple of summer months anyway here, like it makes more sense just to rent a kind of a small boat if you're just going to take mm-hmm. it for the weekend with some friends, you know. And when yeah. I say boat, it's like really small boat. It's like, you know. Well, you got to get on the water somehow. So you got to have something to float in. Well, so yeah. question number two is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? I think probably the biggest thing for me and one of the biggest light bulb moments for me was that, you know, it's not just about number go up and that, you know, these ideas that kind of Bitcoin is about improving relationships and society in general as a whole. Um, And just, I think one of the biggest things for me is that just realizing how fiat money incentivizes bad behavior. Um, And I think that was just such a mind blowing concept for me. And I think more people would be more receptive to Bitcoin if they realize that this is the place where most Bitcoiners are coming from. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not just about uh, kind of getting rich. You know, yes, that could be a nice bonus on the side, but there's other reasons to be interested. What's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? Well, I mean, it depends. You know, it, it for me, it always depends on the person. You know, some people are more into kind of macro finance stuff. Some people are more into philosophy. Um one of my favorite resources is a podcast called the Bitcoin Matrix uh, with Cedric Youngerman. I don't know if you know that one. Um, yeah. I love it because for me, Cedric and his guests, they always hit this kind of spot, which kind of is bordering on a little bit of a philosophical angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love that. Um, so, yeah, that's my favorite show. But for me, if I'm recommending, I try and would recommend something that would cater more to that person's interests. Beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, tool, or idea that's been helpful to you or your work at Wayfinder recently? I, I guess this is also kind of nerdy interest of mine, but um, <laughs> there's something with um, really also niche community online um, that's all about personal knowledge management or PKM. And basically, there's a set of tools like kind of like Notion. Um, I'm not. Sure, I'm sure you're familiar with Notion, but there's sure. another one called Obsidian, um, which is a kind of localized offline version of um, of kind of like Notion, where it's a note taking app but with no frills. Um, and I really love it because it's like it basically allows you to kind of organically start making notes, linking your notes. And then they start kind of like clustering together. Um, And then you can kind of start discovering like connections between ideas that you hadn't considered before, Um, you know, starting to notice clusters of ideas forming. Like uh, the the app itself has also got like a graph view where you can see like all of these different little nodes and like how they're linking together. So I feel like it's just so fascinating to play with Obsidian, to use it for work, use it for developing content or scripts or even just private stuff you know it's uh, super interesting now we have our final what we call our arbitrary but insightful question and it's this as a general life principle is it better to ask why or why not <laughs> I, I saw this on the prep notes and i was really i don't know i was going back and forth on this one mm-hmm. um i feel like it's they're kind of the same question um and they're both kind of about you know like it comes down to self-reflection um and i'm gonna go with why not uh purely because it sounds a little bit more proactive and optimistic um but i would say that you could spin why also that way um so mm-hmm. I, for me, why not just seems a little bit more proactive. It's like, yeah, why not 
let's do this, you know, or why not? Why, why shouldn't we do this? Why shouldn't we achieve this? You know? So that was the way I was reading it, but uh, why could also be spun that way too. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high-net-worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, today we are here to talk about you and your business and to maybe give some business owners an idea of how to market their businesses better, to brand their businesses better, but also to kind of do it with this uh, freedom tech first approach that, that you talk about. So Matt, if you would, could you just share with us a little bit about Wayfinder, why you started it? And also I think of interest to people listening right now is who are some of the businesses that people know about that you've worked with? Yeah, cool. Um, well, a little bit of background about myself is, you know, the most of my professional career um, the last 10 years, I've been working in creative agencies. Um, so if you're familiar with like agencies like Ogilvy or TBWA or Publicist Group, these are kind of creative studios which are hired by big corporates to produce the ad campaigns and social media campaigns that we're familiar with, you know, for kind of big kind of blue chip fiat type clients. And I was doing that for about 10 years, um, you know, both in South Africa and uh, in Europe where I am now. Um, and eventually I was just starting to like, not really burn out, but just starting to feel like a lack of purpose in my work. Like I was like, if I sell one more vacuum cleaner, I'm going to go nuts. You know, like I just can't spend my time selling more vacuum cleaners. So I think that was around the time that uh, I was, you know, starting to learn more about Bitcoin and really understand it. And, you know, I was becoming more and more obsessed and interested in the idea. And so when I decided, um, you know, that I wanted to try and focus on this and see if I could do this full time, um, I, I, I always wanted to kind of form my own consultancy, my own version of an ad agency, but an ad agency that was for Bitcoin, an ad agency that was for freedom tech. Um, and when I say freedom tech, I'm meaning like Bitcoin centric companies, open source companies, uh, privacy by design companies. Um, freedom of speech companies, um, you know, so a whole 
bunch of Bitcoin adjacent technologies that support humanity, that, you know, encourage a better society um, and kind of are a little bit more purposeful to work on. And what's so, so cool about Bitcoin is that because we are at the very beginning stages of the innovation, I believe that there's going to be so many amazing things built on top of it, you know, combinations with things like NASTA or, you know, other kinds of, uh, you know, freedom tech projects that, you know, the possibilities are endless. And I wanted Wayfinder to be that kind of partner, you know, because if, if you are a startup founder, a Bitcoin startup founder, you get tons of DMs in your inbox all the time from like, kind of smooth talking crypto web three type of marketing consultants. And yes, some of these guys are good marketing people, but they're lacking one super important thing is actually getting a Bitcoin mindset from the start. You know, they don't understand the values. They don't understand why certain things are important. Um, and, you know, they're basically just out to try and make a quick buck. Whereas Wayfinder is about kind of building freedom tech and kind of supporting and encouraging companies that actually, you know, are going to kind of create a better world rather than, uh, you know, a kind of fiat type of uh, easy money kind of vibe. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm getting a bit sidetracked, but some of the uh, projects that uh, I've worked on so far at Wayfinder are Orange Pill app. Orange Pill app is a, like a, a mobile app for Bitcoiners to discover and meet each other in real life uh, for meetups and events. So it's kind of like a Tinder for Bitcoiners only, but but uh, not necessarily a dating app. Um, and let me and, just go, yeah, interject here that I've had a lot of great conversations with people and none that are related to the types of conversations you might have on Tinder. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's got like a geolocation that's similar and you could kind of like uh, meet people that way, mm -hmm. you know, who are in your area. And I think that was the real, really, uh, Matteo, who's the, the founder, you know, there's so many ways that the app could have been developed out and so many interesting features, but he was always really adamant about making this really single-minded, especially at this beginning stage is that he just wants us to be about Bitcoiners meeting up and connecting with other Bitcoiners in their area. Um, and I think this is a really cool and really simple mission, you know, for now, uh, because obviously a niche within a niche, you know, some Bitcoiners could feel like disconnected, you know, from most of society. And it's like, it's important that we stick together and that we support each other. So I love the project um, and I'm excited to see where it grows from here. But um, yeah, I, I did a little bit of help uh, with with them in the beginning when they were launching. Um, most recently, though, I've been doing a, a contract with Foundation Devices. And uh, for any listeners who are not familiar with them, they produce uh, open source uh, hardware wallet uh, called Passport, uh, and they also have a uh, a open source hot wallet or mobile wallet uh, called Envoy. Um, and so I was working with them like the last six months, you know, kind of almost crafting their chapter two as a brand, you know, where do they go to from, you know, they had this really strong sovereignty message and how do they start expanding that out beyond just Bitcoin maxis and how do they reach that guy who's stuck on Coinbase, who's never taken that self-custody step before. And like, how do we connect with that guy and not just stuck in the echo chamber of, of Bitcoin maxis. So I think that was um, 
also an amazing project. And I thought I knew some stuff about Bitcoin before working at Foundation, but those guys blew my mind. Like mm. um, amazing, amazing talent and experience uh, within that company. So yeah, I learned a ton uh, working with those guys about open source too. Very cool. So you just mentioned expanding out to sort of a broader audience. And I'm curious to know your thoughts. And this is one of those things that as I ask this question, we might need to feel it out because it's far too broad to actually answer well. But you have a lot of business owners listening to this podcast that don't have businesses that are Bitcoin related. And their customer base may be uh, some Bitcoiners, probably not. Maybe some crypto people, you know, who knows. But a lot of people that just don't care, they're, they're living their lives. And so, like, how does a business owner who doesn't have, uh, you know, a, a Bitcoin or Bitcoin adjacent business start incorporating some of these freedom or freedom tech principles into what they're doing? I think that, you know, some simple ways could be, you know, basically just, uh, you know, first of all, starting to accept Bitcoin as an alternative payment mechanism. I think that's a way to kind of help stimulate um, and build the Bitcoin economy, even if the core business is not related to Bitcoin, like uh, the amazing open source projects like BTC Pay. Um, mm -hmm. You know, others make that process so easy to just add that in as another revenue stream. Uh, but I think that, you know, speaking of freedom tech in general, I think there's also just a an ethical kind of place as a business creator or founder that a lot of people would just maybe make certain decisions differently like you know having more privacy centric um data practices or kind of having less exploitative uh kinds of data practices um and you know i think it's just comes down to the business owner who wants to do things in a little bit more of an ethical way um you know even if it's just incremental, I think that this is another thing is that I don't think anyone's expecting or asking every business owner to tick every single box. But I think that Wayfinder and the kinds of businesses and business owners that I want to help support are people who just want to incrementally experiment with freedom tech and how it could make their business more ethical in certain ways or kind of just being that change that they want to see in business or in tech, mm -hmm. um, you know, to try and kind of m basically normalize a lot of these uh, ways of doing business um, that in some ways just feel foreign in this kind of crazy fiat market that we're in. And I think that's really interesting to consider. You know, what, what does it look like for me, maybe even as a restaurant owner, to take my client's privacy more seriously or to take a greater stance for freedom? Whether we, we think about it on a day-to-day -day basis or not, and I think Bitcoiners are more likely to think about it on a more consistent basis, our freedoms are slowly kind of being uh, taken away from us, slowly but surely. And sometimes it's a little more quickly than, than we're used to. But people don't really think about that. And when you start saying, hey, we're, we're going to be, you know, we take a stand for freedom here, not in some like uh, red-blue way necessarily, but just in general, like we want to protect your privacy. We want to make sure that we're promoting human flourishing, all of these different things. It helps you to stand out from the restaurant next door. And it may seem like a, a ploy at first, but I think a lot of people who stick to their ethics over time will win new people over to their businesses. Yeah, for sure. And I think that also fundamentally, Bitcoiners want to support other Bitcoiners. 
Um, you know, even in my town where I live, um, you know, I was Googling to try and figure out which are the Bitcoin businesses near me. And there's a kind of restaurant bar that's nearby, which you wouldn't know from the outside. You know, you just walk mm -hmm. past it and it just looks like any other kind of uh, bar restaurant. But, you know, after discovering that the owner's a Bitcoin, and now I just always go there. You know, if I'm meeting a friend for a beer or something, I would choose that place because I want to support another Bitcoin. And this is almost like starting to build this parallel circular economy with like-minded individuals you know and i think that so many things in society are always trying to split us apart um, that it's so important to find these ways to reconnect and kind of stimulate this kind of cohesion mm, yeah and it's really interesting to think about you know the connection that bitcoiners share if you know someone's a bitcoiner all of a sudden you have this you know you have some level of shared ethos or shared values that you may not have with other people. Now, it's not to say that Bitcoiners are more closely aligned than any other group in the world, but there's a certain respect for private property and uh, desire to not see people's money silently stolen away that kind of creates this immediate camaraderie. Plus, it's such a niche thing. But I think that even even beyond like the, the niche interest, there are these certain principles that you know that if, if there's a business out there that's accepting Bitcoin, that you have this immediate connection with those people. Now, one thing I'd like to turn to is some of these tools that you've found to be beneficial or you think that might be beneficial to business owners that are open source or more uh, freedom tech focused. You'd mentioned Obsidian earlier. I'm, I'm assuming that's open source software. Do you have any other uh, tools that you would recommend that people look into or maybe just uh, best practices as far as principles go when it comes to marketing or even just in general operating a business that are aligned with those principles that you hold so dearly? Yeah. Um, I think that as a business owner, there are kind of really awesome plug and play solutions from companies like BTC pay. Um, I think that when it comes to just managing your own personal stack and things like that, there's projects like uh, Sparrow or Samurai, which are also interesting um, you know, companies like Foundation as well for me are huge difference between, yes, you get hardware wallets and then you get open source hardware wallets. And I think it's like, I just love that Foundation would have this super ethical high ground, which mm. kind of, I, during Bitcoin Miami, it was actually such a perfect uh, PR opportunity for us because that was when this Ledger Recover um, fiasco was happening, where basically... Uh, the U.S. government could subpoena Ledger to basically give up your seed, um, you know, and a lot of people were horrified to learn this. And it's because, you know, Ledger wasn't open source enough to kind of make that transparent. And, you know, these kind of things don't happen on foundation because everything is so transparent. So, um, you know, I think that depending on the business, there's usually always an op open source um, uh, equivalent. Uh, which is sometimes, you know, just as good, uh, if not better. Um, I'm trying to think of the name. Um, I don't want it to slip my mind now. Let me just double check. But there's, uh, if you have an e-commerce website, um, I think there's an open source module called uh, Medusa. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's called Medusa. And this was also one of the things that a small switch you could make, like if you were running a small kind of, e-commerce website and instead of playing into the big tech equivalent it could be just as easy to switch over to to medusa um as your kind of e-commerce uh, provider and a lot of the stuff 
you know, a fun way to think about it is almost like it's kind of anti big tech tech, mm. you know, if that makes sense. So using innovation and technology for kind of the common good and it can get things done just as, just as well. And it is a spectrum, you know, it's not to say that your project needs to be fully open source, but there's probably a suite of tools available, you know, sometimes for free or, um, you know, kind of at kind of, other kinds of uh, levels of open source spectrum that could be just as useful to you. And these are projects that I like to support and encourage everyone to do the research to switch to these kind of projects. Uh, another awesome one I think is, uh, you know, everyone is kind of super scared of ChatGPT and all of these kinds of AI monsters that are kind of being built up. Um, and that there's also a bunch of open source versions of this too. Um, and I think that this is also going to be an important consideration for the future is that as people start building up personal AI, um, I don't know what you call it, AI assistant, you know, who is kind of Josh's personal kind of AI, do you want that to be kind of owned as an asset with uh, open AI, uh, or do you want it to be something that you can own yourself, you know, and take custody and privacy of yourself? Because at the end of the day, this is your IP. This is all the work that you've put in. You know, you could be using this to strengthen your own private encrypted AI for Josh and for Josh's stuff and share that with and who you want to share it with, as opposed to just keeping on feeding the, the big machine, you know? So yeah. these are also important ideas. And, I think it's just a matter of being aware of kind of this open source side of the development world. And I'm not a super technical guy myself and I'm learning more kind of, you know, as I progress every month, uh, but definitely it's, it's a whole nother kind of parallel world uh, within development. You just described basically every Bitcoiner in that we all start learning about Bitcoin and realize there are a bunch of areas that Bitcoin touches that we don't know anything about. And I'm, I'm like you, I, I don't know the technical side as well, but then the, the technical people come and they're learning about maybe economics or any, you know, energy. There's all sorts of things that we all, we all come to Bitcoin. We have certain areas that we feel a little bit more knowledgeable in. And then there's tons of areas that we have to brush up on or learn about for the first time because there's so many different uh, arenas of life that Bitcoin interfaces with. So uh, before the conversation started, we were talking about, you know, offline, we were talking about books. You looked at the bookshelf behind me and made a comment about it. I'm curious if there are any uh, books that you would recommend the business owners read or just certain things you would recommend that they do for their businesses. So like a, a resource that they should check out or you know, a book they should read or some sort of thing they should start doing to kind of up their game when it comes to marketing their business. I think, uh, you know, when it comes to marketing, you know, a lot of, a lot of kind of trends come and go really fast, but there are certain uh, kind of fundamentals that I think are often uh, missing uh, when it comes to especially new startups, small teams uh, who have never had a kind of professional uh, marketing or brand person on. And they would kind of be on social media just chasing every trend. And I think what I would encourage them to look at is basically um, some books or resources about kind of customer experience or user experience, but not in the sense of app design. Um, I'm meaning more in the kind of empathy sense. Um, and basically what I mean by that is like, you know, where your product starts, your digital product at the very bottom of the pyramid 
is this kind of uh, need state of the customer, um, you know, or your your client, and then starting to build up the brand experience from there, you know, and that kind of leads up to the final touch point, which is the kind of actual app experience or the digital product experience or the physical product experience, whatever it is. But before you get to that, there's a whole bunch of things that then, you know, the communication is informing that or the, you know, the values of the brand. Like uh, I think that the sense of empathy uh, is maybe the best place to start. And there's a few, um, there's an American guy um, I think his name is Scott Kelly, and he has a a UX uh, business called IDEO. Um, I think it's maybe something to do with Stanford, uh, but there's also some Dutch guys who have a, a book called Vision and Product Design. Um, mm. And it's all about this, uh, basically starting to map out what the journey looks like for your customer or your different kinds of customers, and then starting to plot communication points on that, you know, like on these highs and lows, you know, in, in every kind of product or service, there's moments of kind of really like high emotion, you know, where people, you know, want to share their excitement, or maybe there's other moments of fear or doubt. Um, and I think it's about thinking about all of these steps on the road and then planning your communications, your content, uh, and your service around these points. Um, and I think this for me is the, the kind of key approach for a, a Bitcoin business or any kind of uh, digital innovation business uh, when they're thinking about their branding uh, or their marketing, it's definitely not about the logo design. Um, Mm -hmm. This is one thing that I get all the time with Wayfinders. Like I get these DMs where people like, can you get me a new logo? Uh, And I'm like, wait, that's the wrong question. You know, it's like, uh, let's start at the very beginning, you know, like let's start like who's your customer, you know, and what is their problem? And then, slowly get up to there to see you know do we need a new logo you know why do we need a new logo you know is there actually something else that's missing here Mm. um and i i I think that usually when i speak to people like that of course their heart's in the right place and they they just want to increase the professionalism of their their brand but where i come from it has actually got very little to do with the logo um you know it's it starts way further upstream, you know, in this kind of more empathy based thinking about the customer and, and what they need and, and why your product actually is fitting into their life. Mm. Uh, and then starting to craft the messages and the communication points and the social stuff and all of that. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a good word. So as we're finishing up today, if you have any additional final thoughts to share, uh, I'd appreciate those as well as where people can go to find out more about you and Wayfinder if working with you or consulting with you seems like a good fit. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, the, the website that um, that I'm, I'm running at the moment is called uh, wayfinderbranding.org. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, we've got a, a couple of kind of services which I tried to put into neat boxes like a content strategy package, a product go-to-market strategy package. You know, if you've got a new product that you're looking to launch, uh, a campaign in a box, um, or if you just have ad hoc requests. And something else that I think is interesting, you know, which I've done and I think I would like to do more of as well is just facilitating workshops for the management team. Sometimes I wouldn't have the answer. Uh, It's like the management team of the company or the brand actually has the answers themselves, but Mm -hmm. they all need to kind of sit down in a room and kind of start to figure out what are the priorities for this quarter or for next quarter, 
you know, is this really important for the brand right now? Um, and this is also a service that I'd love to do, uh, which I think is critical for brands and business development too, is if two of the founders have really different ideas on priorities, that's going to cause so much conflict, you know, in, in the startup. So a, a neutral third party like myself could facilitate a workshop uh, just to basically help align all the stakeholders uh, into kind of a an action plan for the brand and marketing, you know, where now everyone is pulling the same way and has the same kind of uh, alignment and consensus about, you know, what needs to be achieved this quarter or next quarter. So that's uh, basically it. Um, at, on Twitter, um, I, I, I don't have a separate Twitter for Wayfinder itself. I'm just using my own personal one. So that's uh, Wayfinder Matt uh, on Twitter. Perfect. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Josh, thank you for hosting. Awesome chatting with you. And uh, yeah, looking forward to checking out the show. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Matt, you can find those links down in the show notes. And if you're looking for a consultant when it comes to branding your business, consider Wayfinder. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today